0: before we bring the word. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, in times of, you know, times of continual change that you remain the same. Times when seasons come and seasons go, you remain consistent, Father. And I thank you for your word, Lord, that you've given us your word. Thank you, Lord, your word is... Life given and strengthens us Lord and it's bread oh God and it's water to wash over us Lord it's a hammer Lord to break things off it's a sword Lord to cut through from what's not real and make the reality of who you are in our lives real to us Lord and I ask that for us this morning I pray Jesus that you would open our eyes through the power of your Holy Spirit Holy Spirit that you would open our eyes to the, the absolute supremacy of Jesus Christ the absolute supremacy—that there's no one above you, Lord Jesus—that you have been, you've risen above it all. And I ask that you would open our eyes to see that, Lord. And I ask you would, that we would somehow, Lord, you would lead us into walk in that reality, even this day, even this week, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. That's where I felt to bring Hebrews chapter one. Hebrews is all about the supremacy of Christ. There you go. That was a good leading in prayer, wasn't it? Listen to what verse one says. It's all over it, by the way, but I'm just funny. Long ago, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. But in these days, these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir over all things and made the universe through him. The son is the radiance of God's glory. And the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became higher in rank than the angels, just as the name he inherited is superior to those. And all throughout the whole book of Hebrews, it's talking about the supremacy of Christ and the superior Nature and character, because he is God. He is God. He was saying, they're saying in Hebrews that the sacrifice which we will we will finish with, that the sacrifice of Jesus is superior. What we're gonna what we're gonna celebrate at the end is superior to that of the sacrifices of goats and bulls and doves, etc. That their blood was sufficient for the time. to cover Jesus' blood is the, for the forgiveness of all sins Every sin, all sin for all time. And those who believe in him know what that really is and what, and what it does. It says he's superior than angels. That the Son is superior than all things. And my prayer is that we will know, that we will press on to know the supremacy of Christ. The supremacy of his deity, equal with God. Equal with God the Father in all of his attributes. The radiance of his glory and the exact Image. I pray that somehow that in our minds the eternal supremacy of who Jesus is will explode in our minds, that, that we would be able to comprehend. I don't know whether you can comprehend, but I can comprehend that this Jesus Christ has no beginning. He's never had a beginning. He was simply there. Absolute reality. That I pray that we would, we would have the absolute reality. Of who he is. And the church must rise up into the supremacy of Christ if we are going to win this world. That he's greater than all the galaxies. He is, he's far higher than all of dominion and powers and thrones. That everything is just a shadow in the substance of who Jesus is. That we, we would know that, that the supremacy of his never changing consistency. He's always the same. His love is the same that the supreme that we would know the supremacy of his love. That it's like no other love that any human could ever share towards us. His never changing consistency that if we knew that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that life changes, circumstances changes. Hair changes colours. Body changes shape. But he is always the same. Seasons come and seasons go. And we imagine being in the, the worst season. You know, there's always seasons. But thank God seasons change, amen. Thank God we're, you know, we don't stay in winter forever. But He stays the same forever. When, when that winter looks bleak and dark, he's the same, Jesus. As he is in summer, spring, and autumn. We must press in to know. So, sorry, imagine you're in his hell worse. you are in the darkest of season. And we are aware of the supremacy of his consistency. We're able to hold in, press in. We're able to keep going. We don't know how we keep going, but we have. But we have. You have. You're still here. You're still praying. You're still believing. You're still lifting your hand. And it may be always the highest raised in certain seasons. But it's raised up today. Or it's raised up tomorrow. Or it will be in the next season. That when we know the consistency of who he is. We're able to keep going. The consistency of he never leave us, not us. Man, I don't know. But when the church, when we get a hold of this. We will be a different people. The people that we... God sees us as. We must press into the supremacy of his knowledge. Do you know what I love about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Like three are that we can we can speak like God, like prophecy and words of knowledge. Three is, is that we can think like God, and three is, is that we can do the things that God does. Nine gifts. I've been so fascinated that, that we God wants us to know his superior knowledge intellect, than anything this planet has ever, ever seen. And he says, we have access to that in Christ Jesus. The superiority of his knowledge, that you and I can have downloads of God's intellects. Wow, what could that be like when we go to work? What could that be like when we're raising our children? What could that be like when we're faced with conundrums? That Jesus, that we have that, and his, his knowledge is superior to anything else. We must know the, supre- the supremacy of his authority. Jesus is the authority to speak things into being. The galaxies, the universe, they're still discovering what he spoke at the beginning. Man is still finding new planets and galaxies. And Jesus says, listen, this, that's his, his, the supremacy of his, not, of his authority is what he's given to you and me. He says, all authority is being given to me. So if I can get some understanding of all what that really means and then try to grasp, no, I get that same authority to you. That you can speak, that you can declare. I was amazed this week, you know, like some things you know and you forget and then some things they come up because someone says something. And you were talking about, talking about the devil. And you were talking about, you know, this is going on and this is going on and, and they're saying it's the devil. And, and honestly, I'm not saying this out of any, any arrogance. Father, forgive me if this comes out in any wrong way. But I'm telling you, the devil is the easiest to deal with. The flesh is not. <laughs> I'm like, give me a demon over a fleshly person that's struggling and has strongholds in their mind and their heart because you can't cast out that. And, and, and I said to this person, no, look, there's never once Jesus says, call on me and I'll cast out the devil for you. He said, I'm giving you the authority, church. I'm, and when I tap into somehow the superiority of his authority over all things, well, then I can start to grasp somehow when he says, no, I've given you the authority to speak. I've given you the authority in prayer. I've given you the authority to declare things. I've given you the authority to stop things. I've given you the authority to say what comes in and what goes out. And the only time I get beaten by the enemy is when I forget who I am. That's the only time when I just, ah, just you know, some sure Christians say, well, what comes, what may, I hate that stuff. If it's for me, it'll, it'll come for me. I don't like that type of conversation, being honest. So if I was your enemy, you know what, I would throw a few hangry names here, come back then, there you go. But he says, we've been given the authority to bind and to loose. And when I don't know about you, but when I don't operate in that, I seem to take a good hiding sometimes. And then I remember. Thank God they put stuff in us that causes us to Remember. We must know the superiority of his sovereignty over all things. We must know the superiority, the, superior, the supremacy of his word. That it says in that scripture that it upholds. He upholds the universe by his word. <laughs> Everything is held together. Just because he said there was, the was, let it be and there is. We must know the supremacy of his power to walk as he walked. That's what 1 John says. As he walks, so shall he. Lord, help us to press in so that we know that. Because you can, only, you can only operate and love him out of the knowledge of his love for us and the experience of that. And we can, we, and it's the same with power, the same with authority, that as he is, as we see, as we behold, as we experience, well then we walk as he walks. And I love that walk as he walks. And, and being honest, like, it's like, I love power. I love Jesus' power to heal. But I also love his power to sit down and be patient with somebody. And it's ours. Because everything that he is and everything he has, we have because we are in him. And that, that one scripture in one John sometimes torments <laughs> me. As he walks, so shall you. Like, Lord, but I'm But press in now. Look to me. Ask me. Seeking, and you'll find Knock the door will be open all them things start to come alive and I realise that I haven't got because I haven't asked that I haven't pressed in I'm like, you know because I want to blame him Lord you haven't gone true. Lord you haven't gone this he said son I've given it all to you that's what the father said to the prodigal son's brother he says, everything I have is yours oh I know he was settling for that every now and then and it should be all mine You could go on The supremacy of his holiness, his purity, his trustworthiness, his justice, his patience, his his obedience. The supremacy of his obedience, of his meekness, of his lowliness, of his tenderness. And on and on. My prayer for us is that Lord, that we would know this. You know in the Bible it's like when you read that word know like John seventeen three, that this is eternal life, that you may know God in Jesus Christ, you may say. That they who know their gods, Daniel, they who know their gods will do great exploits. Anywhere you see that word know in the Bible, that's like when you read it up in its original, it's always not just about knowledge. It's knowledge with experience experience of what that is. It's like the the word of just saying it's power, it's like not just knowing about power, but that word being broken so that we know this by experience, that God is not someone just to be believed in, he's someone to be experienced. So imagine my kids saying, oh, you have a father, oh, I have a father, but he's never experienced me, never experienced my voice, never experienced my love, that would be a weird, weird type of relationship. And it's like, and my prayer is that we would know these things, that's what we pray, every morning we pray, you, I want you to know that you are pray for every morning. There's not a morning that goes by the wheel and is is praying for you for the, since 2019. We're praying and we pray these prayers, Lord, waking your church up, liberty with your songs of joy, Lord. If you ever wake up with songs of joy in your heart, we probably have to be praying for you. Or oh, sustain us in their brokenness, Lord. Just give us your strength as we're going through the process. All of them things. That, and our prayer is that we would know fully, not just by knowledge, but experience, the supremacy of all this is. And if I could sum it up in the person's life, I could sum it up in Joseph. Do you ever think what kept that fella Jordan all of his all of his story? But here's the end of the story. Let me read this out. Genesis 41. So he's after, Pharaoh's after having the dream. No one can interpret it. So Joseph arrives on the scene. And we'll get to how he done that in a few moments. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said about you that you can hear a dream and interpret it. I am not able to, Joseph answered Pharaoh. It is God who will give Pharaoh a favourable answer. God's intellect. Then Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find anyone like this man, a man who has has God's spirit in him? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, he told him what it was. There is no one as intelligent and as wise as you. Do you remember he just said that it's not him that has the wisdom. Or he said it comes from God. God's intellect. There's no one as wise and as intelligent as you. You will be over my house and all my people will obey your commands. Only with regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, see I'm placing you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh removed the signet ring from his, from his hand and put it on Joseph's clothed him with his fine linen garments and placed a gold chain around his neck. He had Joseph ride in his second chariot and servants called out before him. So Pharaoh placed Joseph over all of the lands. No one will be able to raise his hand or foot in all the land without Joseph's permission. Wow. There's where Joseph landed. In this chair, on that chariot. Only person he answered to was Pharaoh regarding the throne find in and But yet you go back to his story at the beginning. This man, like this boy who had a dream. God's dream. And many of God's people, you here, you have dreams of God in you. And he went and told people, told his family, the ones closest to him. And they said, well, you don't be so ridiculous, Joseph. Who do you think you are? And he had to suffer that. Because we read this and we think he wasn't like us. That he hadn't got emotions. That he hadn't got like, background. He hadn't got feelings. Like imagine your own brother's going, you're an idiot. Then you go to your dad and he's like, I don't know what's going on with you, Joseph. But me and your man's not found out you? And you can see the rejection of a dream. But there was something in Joseph. There's something that God's dreams carries God's grace. To bring you through that somehow Joseph, we look back on his stories, we read in Hebrews about the supremacy of Christ, the supremacy of God, and yet you look at a life like Joseph and God gives us a painted picture of what it is that like somewhere in him he had a yes to God in all of those seasons of his life. Imagine like, there is dream killers. And sometimes they're the ones closest to us. That like may we be a people of a different language. If it's God so shall it be. As your faith is, so shall it be. Let that be our language. If it's God, because we're not there to determine whether it's God or not. But Joseph's brothers and his and his and his dad's look at, it. we're not going to be buying into this. Even so much so that the brothers became jealous, so jealous of him that they wanted to kill him. Dream killers, rejection. of most Sharon was in Nashville, and we drove to up to. Um, up to um, Memphis, and there we went to Elvis's place, that little place there, and then we went over to the Lorraine Motel, which is not being touched, and um, but it's being sort of kept preserved. That's where Martin Luther King was assassinated, and there, on the front, on, on the front of it, is this big plaque quoting this a scripture of, of Genesis 26, when his brother says, "Here comes the dreamer. Come on, we kill him. Here comes, because dreams can elevate people." Or torment people. Your dreams. But Joseph, even in spite of all that, Joseph had some yes in him and God was supreme. He was sovereign, he was supreme, superior. His dream was superior than the rejection. His dream was superior than when he wanted to kill him. His dream in Joseph was superior because he said, Well put him in the pit, do you remember? And know I'm not telling everyone that knows the story, but they put him in the pit. But Joseph was a human being. Can you can imagine him going, God, where's your dream? But there's something in God. There's something of God in him like a seed. A dream is like a seed. That has such potential for the future. And we've seen the end of his life. We've seen the way God brought him through. We've seen that like the coat that was took off by his brothers. God had a coat on him that no one could take off of him. When he was, he says the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt put a coat on him. No one was able to take this coat off of Joseph because he was it. And we might be, I might be the prime minister of, of Ireland, yet. I might be like uh, up, up on doll airing, but like does it share that God has for each one of us to sit on, which is the fulfilment of our destiny. I don't care what that is for me, whether it's washing feet all of my life or anything else. I don't really care as long as it's God. And the same whether it's washing feet dream him or, or it's ruling a nation or raising a family or whatever it is that God's heart is for us. The process is nearly the same. There's always people that's going to be jealous. There's always people that's going to speak ill of you. There's always people like, so Joseph goes on, he gets sold into slavery. Remember he becomes Potiphar's, he goes into Potiphar's house, he gets sold into Potiphar's house. Carriers of dreams of God also carry the favour of God. Joseph was raised up to be the ruler over the house. So the dreams of God is not always about being in pits, but it's also, it's, it's this journey that God uses everything. But I believe in Joseph, that there was a the yes of God somewhere in him, that every time he, he was in there. He says, God, I don't know what's going on, but you still have my yes. I don't agree that I'm in this pit, but you still have my yes. And I don't know whether that just be the key to the next season or to the next place in God but you say Lord I had my yes in 1989 22nd of March and yeah I can take my life back tomorrow so maybe he needs my yes tomorrow and then he rises up and you know what happened then Potiphar's wife took a fancy to him and if if he would have fell there he would have never been in the chair but somehow what God had in him was superior or he knew God was over temptation. He knew God. And he says, to, No to her, but yes to God. Yes to being a man of integrity. Yes to being a man that was loyal to his, to his master. Ends up in prison again. In prison, you remember. Then he rises up, favor. You carry God's favor. Even when it seems to be the darkest prison, God makes him second in command to the jailer. You're looking after everybody. It doesn't mean to get privileges. Then the baker and the and the. The wine taster from Pharaoh gets put in. That God always seems to bring people in that they've opened the door to your next place in God. If there's a yes. Because what if I sit there at any time in my life I go, oh, no, no, no. There's times I've said no, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> there's times like, you know, you like, <laughs> But where else do you go? That's what you're left with, I think, in those moments. Where do I go? Who else has the words of life? Who else love is superior than the pain? Who else is going to be patient with me like he is? If like you come to reality, where else, where do you go when you've heard the words of life? Yes, Lord, you still have my yes. Then the guys have a dream. He interprets the dreams, remember? Oh, one's good, one is, you're gone, he's good. Will you tell the king, when you get out, tell Pharaoh about me, we will, Joseph. And they say they forgot about him. When people forget you, God wants. When man forgets you, when man promises, when man makes vows to us, when man makes covenants even with us, and they break it, God won't break his covenant. God won't break his vows. God won't break his promise to what he says for you. Man has and man will. Isn't that right? Man has and man will. Isn't that right? If you're alive, you've experienced some of it already, whether you're in first class or second class and your best friend dumps you for someone else's friend. But God wants. Because God has a plan and a, and a, and a purpose. And if, he, if Joseph would have known. How that was going to fare out in the middle of it. He would have said God keep your chair. Keep your dream. It's an amazing God keeps that bit of secret from us. But yet in it all. Then Pharaoh has the dream. And he says look there's a guy in the prison. He can interpret dreams. And he ends up at this place. <clears throat> he was sovereign over all. God was supreme over all. His dream in Joseph was supreme, more supreme than the prison, the pit, the broken promises, the betrayal somehow in Joseph. At every point, I don't know when he, he did this, but he's human. At every point in it all, he was, see, even, he, don't even stop a success. In Potiphar's house, success could have robbed him from the ultimate where God had for him. Do you ever get a bit of success in your walk and you're like, this is it, this is it. And he can settle for that, even putting success before what God has for us. And I believe all he wants is air yes. And if we give him air yes, we're giving him permission. God will push it. Do you know this this is how it works for you? I remember God was trying to heal my heart of self-rejection that happened as a result of being abused when I was younger. And he brought her up in a dream. Two nights in a row. And I said, Lord, have you I relived it two nights in a row I said Lord if you do this again I know this this was way back couldn't handle the pain the shame everything that comes with that the secrecy the prayer to voice something out I said God if you do this right I know, I know this I can't, can't even look at you Lord like, for three months I ran away three months I went to church don't get me wrong it's amazing how you can sing it so loud you can't hear God you can listen to the word and not hear God because you've somehow, but he presses it. If I read the newspaper, it was about the same thing. If I went to my friends, it was about the same thing. It's like David, like the psalmist, that says, if I go to the heights, you're there. Like, if I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the forest country, you're there. They're still speaking about. And he saw them corners in and corners in and, and corners you and pushes you and pushes you and pushes you, but he won't invade until you give him the permission. He'll press you all the way. But he won't kick in the door. That's what he needs there, yes. In Revelations, he's not talking to non-believers when he says, behold, I knock at the door and I knock. He's talking to the church. He could have walked in, sure. Is it not his church? It does not belong to him. Yes, it does. But he won't go where he's not invited. But he'll knock. (laughs) (coughs) No, Lee, you can't run away. (coughs) Went over to the fireman sitting with me, mate. He says, you wouldn't believe what God is bringing up in my life. I'm not going home, going home put on the news, something's up about abuse in the nation and clerical abuse, I'm like, okay Lord, three months, my friend calls me and says what is it on, I told him, he's waiting on a yes, he says yes to obedience to going across nations, obedience to that job he wants you to have, obedience to that future, that yes is important. I picked the worst case in my life because, but there's been hundreds of yeses that he's waited for, of that, nothing to do with that. It's gone, that's healed. If your yes is yes, we experience the supremacy of who he is in that moment and in that place. Gosh, I didn't want to bring it down, or he's all up real down. But it's the reality of God and the depth of our. Grief, guilt, shame, pain, being in pits, being at the height of the ladder, wherever. that we say yes, that place gets filled with the grace for whatever God has. And if we stop anywhere, we don't get to the chair. Now, just call us as Liberty Church, I call us to keep on going call us to have eyes that are open to see, to have revelation of the supremacy of God. I'm including myself in the St. Liberty Church. We would have revelation in every given moment, any given situation that he's supreme. That he's above it all. He's not in the raging waters. He's above it to lift us up. He's not in the mud and the moor. He's above us so he can lift us out of it. He knows the future and the, the beginning from the end so we can trust him on the journey to what he has for us. He's supreme. So I wonder, Mal, could you bring, give out the communion? Bernard left out communion for us as the um, pre-made ones. I don't know if you remember them back in the days of COVID. But just watch yourself when you're opening it because um, I tend to spit on myself on you. But the wafer is at the top. And maybe in these moments of the blood is superior than any other blood. The body is superior. There's been no one, nothing, no one like Jesus. He walked. And he was sinless. And what we take today. Represents. And yet more than represents. Paul says that we're partaking in what Jesus did. So we are remembering. But it's more than remembering. It does represent. But it's more than representing. He says we're actually partaking in all that Jesus done. When we do this. And we're recognizing his superiority and his supremacy over sin, and all of its all of its um, What would you say? All of its residue in their lives, all that sin brings with it, its tentacles, that this blood in this body is superior. He didn't only come to forgive sin. He came to break sin's stranglehold. And he came to heal the damage that sin brings into lives. What we're doing is declaring that this blood, this body has a better word over our lives. It speaks a far superior word than any other words. It speaks that we're saved. That we've come into an inheritance. That we've been fathered by God the Father. That we've been. Indwelt. By the Holy Spirit. That he has said yes to us. And Lord we say yes to you this morning. We say yes to your plans. And your purposes. We say yes to your freedom. We say yes to your prosperity. We say yes to your favour. We say yes to you opening doors. We say yes to you healing our hearts. We say yes, Lord, to your plans, to your future, Lord God. Lord, whether we're on a mountain or in a pit, Lord, I pray that our yes would be a sound. It would sound out right before your throne this morning, O God. And Lord, you can interpret every thought pattern of our lives. You can interpret the moans and groans of our hearts, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that out of, out of all of that, Lord, we say yes to you, Lord. Whether it's washing feet, Lord, or ruling the nation and everything in between, Lord, we say yes, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for forgiveness of our sins. We say thank you, Lord, for washing us clean. We say thank you, Lord, for taking our sins upon yourself. Thank you for the the shedding of your blood, for the forgiveness of all of those things. We say thank you, Lord, for calling us your own. We say thank you, Lord, that we walk under the supremacy of God. Lord, we say thank you, Lord, for keeping us. We say thank you, Lord, for healing us, Lord. We acknowledge, O oh God, that this what this represents, O oh God, and what we're partaking in, O oh God, that all of the fullness of Christ that's in the body and blood and the, the death on the cross and the defeat of the enemy, Lord God, would be ours today, Lord. We accept it, we receive it, we say yes to it, Lord. Let's take the breath together. thank you for the cup Lord thank you Father thank you Lord thank you Jesus that you took the wrath of God for our sake and we we, we're so grateful Lord we're grateful for the life that's in this in your blood Lord we're grateful that the blood brings us near to you Lord father we're grateful of God that this blood speaks a better word over our lives than anything any circumstance Anything of the evil one of God, anything of humanity, anything of past, anything of present, that this word, this blood still speaks about the word. And we take this, Lord, with absolute thankfulness, gratefulness in our heart, Lord. And we take a prophesying that you're coming back again. That's what Paul says. We're partaking in the death and resurrection. And we're prophesying that He's coming back again. So we take this cup, Lord, with gladness in our hearts, O oh God. With celebration in our hearts, Lord. And we bless you this day. Let's take the cup. Could we stand as we finish? Man, that's strong, isn't it? Could you put your hand on the shoulder of some of the soldiers? I know not everybody likes that, but that's where I close my eyes, so I can't see. But this is truly where it comes from. We're all priests. We're all ministers. We all have the Holy Spirit. We can all hear the Holy Spirit. We all have authority to pray. We don't want to keep giving this impression that someone up the front that has it all. Or we all have our places. We're all priests. And I pray now, as we pray for one another. Would you just let your voice be heard? of that brother and sister. If anything, if anything, that we heard this morning is how great God is. How great God is. And in the middle of any storm, a raisin hallelujah, is declaring his supremacy over all things. Hallelujah means... Hal means praise. Hallelujah means means God. Or Jah means God, Jehovah. In the midst of it all, I don't know what song Joseph sang, Lord, but he had something. He had something that his yes was to God. He had something that he looked to you. He had something deposited in him, Lord God. A dream of God to see it. And what's superior for us is that we have the Holy Spirit. We have God himself living in us. So would you just pray for that person beside you? Just pray a blessing. Just pray that eyes would be open. And ears would be open. And just this prayer would be answered. That we would experience and have a knowledge and understanding. An insight, a revelation. A knowing of the supremacy of Christ Jesus. Over all things. Over everything. Hallelujah Lord. Over time and space and distance. Hallelujah, Lord, over circumstances, over nature, hall- over diseases. Hallelujah, Lord. As you walk, we shall walk. We bless you, Lord. Lord, make our prayers big because you're big. Make our prayers bold, O oh God. Make our faith arise within us, O oh God. Those things, oh God, that we might find ourselves in this day, Lord. Those family situations, oh God. Work situations, oh God. Personal situations, oh God. Emotional situations, Lord. Health situations, mental situations, oh God. Father God, demonic situations, whatever it is, O oh God, I pray, Lord. I pray, Lord, now, Lord God, that we would know, Lord, that you reign supreme over all these things, O oh God, and everything else, O oh God, and everything else, wherever, where well, a faith arise, O oh God, that, Lord, let us see who you are, Lord, today in a fresh manner, Lord, so that we could pray according to who we serve and who we love and who's called us, Lord, that we don't play you down in any manner, Lord, we don't belittle you in any way, O oh God, that we raise you up to who you are, Lord God, far above, all rule and dominion, of oh God. God who was able to do everything. God of the impossible. Hallelujah, Lord. And I pray, Father, for each one of us that the seeds of the dreams that you put in us, that you would just breathe afresh on them. Just breathe afresh on them, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Dreams for our loved ones. Dreams for our families, oh God. Dreams that you put in, Lord. Where we would go and what we would do, Lord God. And whom we would serve, Lord God. People, groups, oh God. Them dreams, Lord. Just breathe on them. Gifts that you said we'd operate in, oh God. Ministries, oh God. That you said you'd develop in us and through us, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God. Just just breathe on them afresh. Whatever you did with Joseph when he was in the place, oh God. Whatever you said to him, Lord God, whatever effect what you had said to him, Lord God, would you let that effect be in us, O God? That, Lord, our prayers, O God, would be enlivened as a result, O God. Our faith would rise up, O God. Lord, the determination that comes from knowing your wills and that you've strengthened us, O God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. That whatever was trying to get on us in the pit, Lord, that you would break it off of us, Lord, as we rise up out of that place. Hallelujah, Lord. You give us wisdom, Father, from the down times of life, O oh God. That, Lord, when we're in the place of leading, O oh God, that we would remember what it was like, O oh God. That we would serve out of humility, Lord God. We would know what it is, O oh God. We would know what it is, O oh God, to serve you out of that place, Lord. Let's sing this together again. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior, How great Thou art! How great Thou art! We declare that over our lives Lord, that You're great. Lord, and what the result of that is Lord, that You're greatly to be praised, O God. So Lord, we say You're great in our lives, You're great over our lives, You're great in our homes, You're great in our families, in our children and grandchildren, O God. But Lord, you're great in the workplace, you're great in the comings in and the goings out, Lord God. We declare that you are great, Lord God. Lord, we declare, Lord God, that, that Lord your greatness would be seen in us and through us, O oh God. We declare, Lord God, that you are doing great things, Lord. And there's great things to come, Lord. And we say thank you, Lord Jesus. So I pray over your life. The Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and will be gracious to you. The Lord grant you shalom. The peace that brings with it wholeness and completeness. Prosperity and favour. And we receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen.